Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 10. Baby, am I so excited about this week's topic. So I've been reading a book. It's called Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything by um, BJ Fogg, PhD. This book is so crazy good. I just had to, I'm not even done with it yet, but I had to do an episode about it. So clearly there'll probably be a part two and I don't know, maybe even a part three as I continue to get through the book, but I'm at this great stopping place and wanted to share with you everything I've learned because this has such potential to change your job search, to change your career, really whatever you want in life, in your work life, the principles that Dr. Fogg teaches are absolutely incredible. So I just couldn't wait to get some of this information out to you and get my thoughts out to you about the implications this has. The premise of the book is that we can do very tiny, easy things to create the habits that we want in our life. And when you're working on your career, when you're working on a job search, one of the things that I hear repeatedly from clients is that they're having trouble doing the things, doing the stuff that they know they need to do. What's fascinating is many times the things that they need to do, those habits that they need to create in a job search, um, have a really uh, easy correlation to things that they did very naturally and easily in their work life. But suddenly that piece is gone, that structure is gone, and those routines are gone. So it feels so very different, like you're lost and you don't really know what to do when you are without those routines and habits. So here's some key things that Dr. Fogg teaches in the book that really, really stood out to me. Number one, every behavior is preceded by a prompt. And if you've been following me for very long, and if you've been reading my content, listening to my podcast, you know, for the most part, I talk a lot about those prompts, those actions that we have in our life, those behaviors as being prompted by thoughts and feelings. That a thought creates a feeling and a feeling motivates you to take action. But what I've learned here from this book is that it actually can go a different direction in terms of where you get the prompt. That the prompt to getting stuck and distracted on your cell phone every morning is because you've got your alarm on your phone. So you're picking it up 
to turn off the alarm, and that's the prompt for checking email. That's the prompt for checking social media. So these little tiny prompts actually have a very powerful effect in how our daily routine goes and in the habits that we have. And in some cases, habits we don't like. You know, getting distracted checking social media in the morning when you should be doing something else or you like working out (laughs) or meditating, knowing that that is something that's happening and knowing that it's that little prompt that is supporting a habit you don't want to have anymore means you can actually hack that little prompt to create a behavior that you do want to have. So, so interesting. The other thing that stands out is that habits can be carefully designed. And this is so helpful because a lot of times we think that a habit is just, and we've been taught this, something that we have to do 21 times in a row and then it'll be, then it'll be uh, sealed in and we will make, it'll be really easy to follow through on that habit. Or that we just need more self-discipline. Oh, if I could only be more disciplined, I could make this habit part of my routine. And what I, what's being taught here is that, you know, you don't actually have to be more self-disciplined. You don't have to have stronger willpower to create new habits. You can actually design this in a very strategic, logical, and easy way to create the habits and transformation that you want in your life. Here is the overall recipe that Dr. Fogg shares about using, you know, creating a new habit in terms of designing it. That is, you find an anchor moment. I'll, I'll get into more details on what each of these things mean as we go along through the podcast. But first, you find an anchor moment. This is something that you are already doing, something existing in your routine that you can use as an anchor to create a tiny behavior. After I do this, I will do that, which is a new behavior you want to create, and to really seal in the deal. And I love this partly because it, I'll admit, it comes natural to me. I love to celebrate. I love celebrating wins. I love celebrating people. I'm a naturally enthusiastic person. I don't find it difficult to celebrate my accomplishments. So the celebration piece of this that seals in that habit is a little easier for me than maybe it is for you, but there's definitely ways to to get yourself to celebrate also. So this anchor moment idea, this is finding something in your existing routine that you can use and leverage towards something new that you want to do. So I'll give you an example from my personal life. I want to take supplements every day. I've tried off and on for years to take them. And one of the things is, you know, okay, I should take, I should be able to remember to take these in the morning. That's the thought I've had because I do have some morning routines. I'm making my coffee, I'm doing some other things, but I'm a person that likes variety. Uh, It's one of my strengths. And because I love variety, sometimes it's easy for me to get distracted. And when I get distracted, then I don't always remember the things that I want to do. 
the other thing is taking supplements, it's actually best to take them with food. And I'm just not really a breakfast person. I don't normally eat food in the morning, at least not right away. And remembering to get into the fridge and grab my yogurt or something like that also just has never worked. So here's what I decided to do. The thing that I will do without fail is feed my cat. I feed her twice a day. And I thought, okay, well, I could use feeding my cat as that anchor moment. I could use that as the predictable, repeatable behavior that I know I will do, use that as the trigger to help me create this new habit that I want to create. Now, I mentioned I don't eat breakfast. So clearly, feeding her in the morning and using that as my uh, anchor moment isn't probably the best thing for me because I don't know that I'm going to eat right away that I'm going to eat it all. However, we have a really silly cat and she likes to eat when we eat. So when we're getting dinner ready at night, she is there, she's looking for food in her dish. And so I decided that when I feed my cat in the evening, I know pretty quickly after that, I will be eating our meal. And that is my moment That is my habit I'm creating, is that after I feed her, taking care of the kitty cat equals taking care of me, I'll take my supplements. And I'm going to eat shortly after, so I accomplish taking them when it's best to take them, which is with food. I have been doing that for days in a row now. I couldn't be more thrilled with how it's going, because I've made it so easy on myself. I've set the bar low, and that'll probably be something we talk about in one of the other follow-up podcasts to this, but actually making it easy, making it tiny, and setting the bar low are key features of making this habit work. Now, the other thing to do that's so important, and I talk about this in other contexts as well, And that is taking advantage of your brain chemistry so that you are feeling good. Feeling good creates in uh, when you're preparing for an interview, celebrating accomplishments before you go into an interview feels great. It turns on higher levels of critical thinking, which helps you do better in an interview. Feeling good after you perform a new tiny habit celebrating that immediately after, feeling the good feels. Dr. Fogg calls it shine. When you feel that great feeling, you are wiring your brain for enjoyment of that habit, which means, hey, that felt pretty good. Let's do that again. And so each time you celebrate, after each time you do the habit, you are wiring your brain, you're rewiring your brain to repeat that habit over and over again. So cool. Now, positive experiences reinforce habits. Emotions are what create habits. So that's why the celebration piece of this is so important. It's why I post every Friday on LinkedIn, I post a celebration uh, post. Because the more you feel good about what you've accomplished, 
the easier it is to continue those. So let's look at this in an example of doing what you know you need to do in your job search. So say you know that you need to reach out and network with people, that that is the most effective way to find a job, whether that is reaching out directly to a recruiter about an open position or reaching out to someone who appears to be a hiring manager or who is a recruiter and tapping into the quote unquote hidden job market, which is basically networking and reaching out, making yourself known to people, making yourself visible so that when something does open up that isn't posted on a job posting site or posted on LinkedIn, that you're actually someone that they think of. You're actually someone that they recall speaking to. Well, when you think about doing this, I know for some people it feels fairly ghastly, very fairly dreadful to reach out to a perfect stranger and connect with them. So what could you be doing in your daily routine that you could just do one little piece of that. If you're already on LinkedIn and you see a notification, then maybe that notification is your prompt to look at the people that LinkedIn is suggesting to you as someone you may know and click connect. You know, you don't even have to send a short little message. Despite what, what, we're all coached to do in being uh, active on LinkedIn. People actually do accept connection requests without a little note with it. I do all the time and people accept my connection requests without a little note. So start there. Look at the opportunity to click connect, finding some kind of anchor moment that you can use to remind yourself of that little tiny behavior of just clicking connect. Let's think of another example. Maybe it's just clicking apply, the apply button on LinkedIn. And I really do believe, sidebar here, that LinkedIn, if you're gonna do online applications, LinkedIn is the best place to do those online applications. And that's because many times the person posting the role has set it up so that they get pinged, they get notified to look at someone's profile or your profile getting shared with them whenever you click the apply button. Even if that apply button is taking you off LinkedIn over to the company website. So that's why I highly recommend applying for roles on LinkedIn. So what habit do you have that you could use to go in and click the apply button on some of those roles? That's a super easy action. Maybe that anchor moment prior to that action is clicking a like button on someone's post. Every time you click a like button, you go to your saved jobs and you click apply or you click connect. Maybe someone you've interacted with on LinkedIn, whether that is someone you follow 
or someone else is commenting on a post that you're engaging with, whenever you click like, you look for someone who, who also liked that post or who commented on that post and you send them a connection request. These are the little tiny things you can do to help you create the habits to have an effective job search. And lastly, I'll recommend that you bring in any of the routines that you had in your work life when you were employed that worked for you for following through. Because I guarantee you that you showed up to every meeting, you engaged in every conversation, and you did what needed to be done because it was also part of your routine. So bring back as much of that work routine as possible in your job search. Get dressed in the morning, have your coffee, have a set time and get into your workspace. Put things on your calendar that you know you're going to obey. You're, you were really good at obeying your calendar and showing up for those meetings when you were working. So calendar things, set things in motion, use the same tools you used in your work life to help you navigate your job search. I'm telling you, it's going to be a total game changer for you. And pick up the book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. I'm looking forward to the last half of this book of how tiny habits can actually lead to radical life transformation. We'll be talking about that on an episode soon, so keep an eye out for it because I know that it's not just about finding the job you want, but it is finding the career you want and loving your work life. All right, I'll talk to you then. Have a great one. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.